gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. to my two cents podcast episode 65 which is entitled it's up i'm your host g2 and today before i get into the topics let me get into the national food days of the week today being march 13th today is chicken noodle soup day tomorrow march 14th is steak day as well as pie day and potato chip day march 15th is peanut lovers day march 16th artichoke day March 17th is St. Patrick's Day, which is basically is going to be called Eat Like an Irishman Day. So I think they're trying to say, like, eat potatoes, cabbage, and, like, corned beef. That's the, like, Americanized tradition for uh, St. Patrick's Day. And also, drink beer if you do drink beer, but drink responsibly. Again, I don't drink, but if you're going to drink, drink responsibly. Uh, March 18th is Sloppy Joe Day. And then to finish it off, March 19th is Lacey Oatmeal cookie day. Again, oatmeal cookie is not the best uh, cookie to me. It might be to everybody else, but again, I like chocolate chip cookie. I hope you don't kill me for that. Now, before I get into the topics, I just want to say, again, please, everybody, please have prayers for the Ukraine people over there because, again, we're still, they're still dealing with uh, Russia and Putin's people, like, attacking them. This is completely ridiculous. I just want to give you guys an update on the casualties so far that uh, has been recorded. And this is coming from The Guardian, and they have uh, reported that, according to the United Nations, there has been 549 civilian deaths and 957 injuries in the Ukraine as of March 10th, although it believes the real total could be considerably higher. higher. Of those killed, 26 has been confirmed to have been children. You hear that? Children. Um, the U.S. military estimated that between 2,000 and 4,000 Ukrainian armed forces, National Guard, and volunteer forces have been killed. It estimated that between 5,000 and 6,000 Russian soldiers have been killed. And the Ukrainian army forces say more than 12,000 Russian troops have been killed since the 24th of February. Also, uh, the Guardian has reported that according to the United Nations Refugee Agency, UNHCR, the invasion has resulted in more than 2.5 million people fleeing uh, Ukraine. Most of their refugees, 1.5 million, have fled to Poland. The countries with the next largest refugee populations caused by the conflict are Hungary, uh, Slovakia, and Moldova. I'm sorry if I'm butchering the name. I believe it's Moldova. There are a further 1.85 million people internally displaced in Ukraine. Again, this thing has uh, been going on now, I believe, for the past two weeks now. Now it's going on the third week. I hope that uh, Russia ends this thing. I hope that they can let go of whatever they're trying to get, whatever that Putin wants. I hope that uh, this thing doesn't, like, get any further i understand i don't not truly i don't understand what putin's really trying to do i know i told you guys last week that uh that the ukraine were breaking away from russia in some type of standpoint and then that putin didn't like it i just don't like that 
excuse that Putin decided just to attack because a country decided to leave either a deal on the table or they decided to leave in general. I don't like that he decided to invade them again. I don't like invasions. I never have liked invasions. It's completely stupid. I like when people are at least at the table and you can disagree and say, you know what, I'm going to go to war with you. Okay, fine, let's go to war. So at least you guys have an equal footing. You have eye-to-eye combat that you know you're about to go to war over this certain thing. At least you have that understanding. This was a complete surprise attack, and Ukraine people are completely just, like, feeling the effects of it. And I don't like it, so please have uh, prayers up to the Ukraine people. I want to read you guys something here that I found uh, that I didn't know about until I heard about it on the news. And this comes from CNN. It says Brit, uh, basketball star Brittany Griner is the latest American to be detained in Russia as supporters work desperately to free them. As it goes on, Brittany Griner, the star of the best, the star basketball player detained in Russia over alleged drug charges has become the latest of several Americans who have yet to secure their freedom from a country increasingly isolated from the rest of the world. Uh, it says Russian authorities say Griner 31 had cannabis oil in her luggage while in a Moscow airport last month and accused her of smuggling significant amounts of a narcotic substance, an offense punishable by up to 10 years in prison. See, they also named two other people in this. A person named Reed 30 and Wheeland 52 were arrested and convicted separately for alleged crimes. They've empathetically denied well before the Russian insertion of Ukraine and the pair remain in prison, serving extended prison sentences denounced by U.S. officials as unfair. See, here's my thing. If you're going to carry any type of substance over into another country, please know what you're doing. Please read up on any type of substance that you are bringing. Now, do I think they should be going to jail for it? No, but you're going to somebody else's country. You got to know what you're you got to know their rules. You got to know what you're going into. You got to know any type of rules. Like if somebody decides to carry cocaine from a country that was legal and they go to America and just so happened that a drug dog just searched them and they have cocaine in there. Guess what? They're going to go to jail. We're going to say, oh, my God, you're an idiot. How did you not know about cocaine? Well, because they come from another country and they go over to ours and we don't uh, legalize cocaine. See, that's my thing. I don't think no country ever legalized cocaine yet. I don't I don't know. I don't do research on that part, but you get my drift here. You got to know what you're going into. You got to know the place you're going into. You got to know the backyard that you're going to be walking your foot onto that soil. I'm not sure if this, to be honest, I don't think any country should be holding like cannabis oil, like, like it's a big thing. So what I basically got is that this is basically a vaping thing. Cannabis oil into a vape. She vaped it and whatever the case may be. Again, I don't agree with it, but again, I'm not in Russia's uh system i'm not in their country so i don't know what to say for that i just know as an american citizen with all the rights that i do have over here even though i am black and even though by god it's still still criminal as a world to be a black man over here or just be a black civilian black man female child whatever the case you be it's still crazy to me how if i were to go over to russia and i'm just thinking oh the grass is greener on the other side uh not so much America is bad, but it ain't as bad as all these other countries. So I want everybody that's listening to this, if you think about going into another country, just look into another country's rules and regulations and what is allowed and what's not allowed. And then put a comparison. Are you willing to give up that freedom to gain that freedom in another country or you're not willing to give that up? Just 
compare each other. But back to Brittany Griner's situation here, I don't think this should be punishable up to 10 years. I don't. I just think that, A, if you're going to go into another country, for the love of God, please know what you're packing into your bags. Please know what you are carrying around. And please, for the love of God, make sure you know your rules and regulations that you're going to be stepping in somebody's background. That's basically all I got for this. Please let Brittany Griner... Uh, let go from this Russian uh, situation, even though Russia's still doing the Ukraine situation. I hope American diplomats or whoever they can can talk to somebody in Russia to get Brittany Griner and uh, Reed and Waylon out of there. Because again, this is completely ridiculous. I don't, again, this is me again. I don't know about another country's rules and regulations. I only know about America's rules and regulations. And I know that this is ridiculous. And that's all I got for you on that. By the way, getting back to the Ukraine situation, uh, has anybody been going out to get gas lately? I know I have. I haven't been going out much this week because uh, I was on spring break this week. Uh, my university, I'm not sure if every other college was out here on spring break, but I know my uh, university, CCU, was on spring break, so I didn't really drive out that much. But when I did, I had to get gas from time to time. The highest gas price that I got well, that I paid for for gas was $3.99 a gallon. But I'm pretty sure as I'm looking right now, I'm looking at the prices that are the state, like gas prices averages for other states. I just want to hit you with a couple of them. Uh, Alaska, $4.72. I'm surprised Alaska has that much. I didn't know Alaska had like that because Alabama underneath it was $4.15. You would thought it would be a price swap. But, hey. Uh, California, $5.72. Uh, Connecticut, $4.48. Florida, $4.37. And this is, I believe, this is just like regular gas. Yeah, this is regular. This ain't premium. This ain't none of that. Uh, North Carolina, $4.19. New Jersey, $4.37. New York is $4.46. South Carolina, the average is $4.08. I did not see that. Thank God I didn't. Uh, Washington was $4.72, and I believe that is, I just been picking up some of them, but you get my drift here. The highest one was California, and that's ridiculous. Now, I understand we're supposedly, uh, Biden has said that this gas prices is, uh, because of the whole deal with Russia and Ukraine, and they go into more political stuff, saying how the gas and this and that, because blah, blah, blah. Listen, I don't get into politics. I don't like that. I believe politicians are nasty, dirty individuals. I haven't met one politician yet, personally, that is basically going to tell you all the truth, like legitimately everything about it, because if a politician was going to tell you all the truth, let me tell you something. We would be in a state of why do we have this person in office? Why do we have this person literally there when we can easily just figure this out amongst ourselves as people? But politicians are there to ease your mind and basically uh pull you like a puppet on strings but i digress uh it was said by biden that uh the reason why prices are going up is because of putin and russia and the ukraine situation listen here i don't believe none of that i don't at all because every country i believe we as a country we talk with every other country I believe America talks with Mexico, talks with Canada, talks with uh, Italy, talks with Brazil, talks with Russia, Africa, everywhere else. I believe everybody uses everybody's resources. I do. And with 
Russia just being out right now, because I think every nation is kind of looking at Russia like they're nuts right now, and I think they're not kind of like messing with Russia. I think only like, uh, I'm not sure if it's 100%, but I read something like briefly about China kind of like giving it something. This is a legend here. I'm not sure, so don't hold my word for it. Um, China's like messing around, not messing around, but like they, they're not really like stepping in, but they're not like demonizing Russia for what they're doing. But point being, if we're all looking at Russia, about the good 95% of the United Nations is looking at Russia, right? And we're not saying that we're not rocking with Russia. We're not going to have our, uh, supplies going to Russia and we're not going to be dealing any Russian supplies over into our country. Why did our gas prices get jacked up so high? That's only one country out of a whole flunk, out of a whole flock of other countries. How on God's green do we say, yo, the gas prices got to go up now because Russia isn't involved in everything what we're doing? That's only one country. That's only one. We have every other country. We're still working with everybody else. But somehow Russia is the one that made our gas prices get spiked up. Food prices get spiked up because I had to go out and get bread too, like, Hamburger bread, it was like $1.69 for hamburger bread. And again, that's not that far. That's not that bad because usually hamburger bread is probably like, what, $1.20, $1.30. So, I mean, it's not bad. It went like 30 cents up more. But here's one thing I didn't know. I did not know that you could change the price of rent. It was when I was watching the news, they gave you like the uh, percentage where how much everything's getting spiked up. They said food was going up, uh, God, 4%. Gas was going up 27.9%. And it said rent was going up. I can't remember the number, but when it said rent, it popped. I, I completely look at the television like rent. How's rent going up? Because I thought, and again, I've never been into a, uh, I've never been into a, rental agreement ever i never been into one the only time i've ever seen like a rental agreement is like if you see i've been watching like a million dollar listings in new york and los angeles that type of business on bravo from time to time and you will see them like show off houses and they'll talk about rental properties and all this type of stuff anyway getting to my point they usually have a set price of here's what it is and once you sign that like contract, that's what it is. Here's your contract. You're here for a year. Here's going to be how much rent is. Have it due by the first or whatever the day is, wherever you give up, like say what the rent is. But like dog, how are we now spiking up rent? I'm not understanding. How are we spiking up rent here? Literally, I, I don't understand it. How we are saying, hey, yo, we're gonna, now going to spike rent up. You have a legal binding agreement saying this is what rent is. This is what we're paying. How how are you now deciding? Hey, oh by the way, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Your rent's gonna be your rent's gonna be one fifty now. Hold on, how are you gonna charge me one fifty when it used to be a hundred dollars? How are you gonna spike me fifty dollars up? How are you gonna how are you gonna do that? Well, the economy's going up. And food prices are going up. So guess what? Now I need you to pay for my milk. I need you to pay for my cheese. I need you to pay for my stuff. That's basically what landlords are basically telling you as a person that's basically renting a home from them. 
you are now giving me money so I can pay for my bread, my cheese, my meat, my whatever they consume or whatever they're lacking. That's what you're doing as a renter. That's exactly what you're doing. You're covering their costs for whatever it is. You're already doing that already as a renter. Let's not get it twisted here. But you're adding more money onto that. It just doesn't make sense to me as a person that never rent how it's legal whenever you sign something. I believe on the paper it shouldn't shouldn't say, oh, we get to change the gap. We get to change the prices as everything changes. It just doesn't seem fair to me personally. And again, I'm not a guy that rented anything, never have been, but I looked over, me and my mom were watching the news, and I looked at her, and I said, they can change rent? She said, yeah, they can change rent. My mother's been through rental, uh, she had to, like, deal with people with rent before whenever uh, things happened in her time, whenever she was younger, and I she didn't go into the details, but she said, yeah, they could change the rent on you. If they want to increase it, they could increase it, and I just looked at it like, dang, that is nuts to me. I believe that shouldn't be fair because that's that's insane. But again, this is just a uh, thing for everybody. It's up right now. Everything's going up. Price of food going up. Gas going up. Rent apparently is going up. So please, for the love of God, if you are not a renter, please do not try to rent anything right now. Go and try to live back with whoever you can live with. Literally, this is this is it is what it is. Mom and dads, if you're hearing me right now, take in your college kids. Take them in after they're leaving out of college. Because right now, we're in March right now. No graduations are coming in around May time-ish. So take in your college kid. You might say, no, I threw them out. Now they're out there to fend for themselves in the world. No, 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 no. I understand that. Just hear me out here. Do you honestly think you're child wants to go back home and live with you when they had that sense of freedom in college at a dorm or in a fraternity a frat if you will whatever the case may be do you honestly think they want to live back with you no they don't but right now with everything being up and you as a parent you should be saying to yourself we got to bring our kid back in because if not they're going to be trying to lending and getting money from you I'm just going to be blunt with you. They're going to say, Mom, Dad, I don't have enough money. Can you send my money here? And it's going to be a constant thing, almost weekly. Now, if you have them under your house, guess what? They can help you out around the house. Or if you want to say, hey, you can get a job. Hey, guess what? They can get a job if they can. But if not, they can help you out around the house. They can do all this stuff. They can fend for themselves as well as save up some money as well. Because you want to know why? Again, it's hard out here right now. With everything being up, you need to start figuring out ways how you guys can save money until this whole crap gets situated and everything dies back down again to where everybody can say, you know what, I've saved up enough money, I can leave out of here. But break off your mom and dad, break off your mom and dad some money because they don't have to be, they don't have to bring you back in, but I hope that they do. But once you leave out of there and you have some money in your pocket, please break them off a piece. That's all I'm saying to you as a son myself. I would break off my mother and father's money if I had it to give it to them. That's just what it is. But fortunately for me and my family's situation, we're able to come to an understanding. We have our understanding. We know what it is. And we're able to situate finances 
the way that we situate finances. I'm not going to go into detail about that, but just know we're doing fine. And that's just the way it is. I hope everybody can come together as a family. Mom and dads, take in your college kids if you can. And if you cannot, please send them off to like an aunt or uncle or whoever else can. Still within the family because, again, you guys get to still keep a close eye out for your child instead of always giving them money. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, uh, on to my next topic here. And I'm hit, still continuation on family. This comes from the Associated Press. Uh, Gabby Petito's parents are suing Brian Laundrie's parents over the killing of their daughter. As it reads, uh, the parents of Gabby Petito claim in a new Florida lawsuit that Brian Laundrie told his parents he had killed her before he returned home alone from their ill-fated Western trip in a converted van. The lawsuit filed Thursday in Sarasota County Circuit Court contends that Laundrie told his parents on August 28th that he had killed Petito, 22, his fiance of about a year at the time. Petito's disappearance on the trip and the subsequent discovery of her slain body September 19th in a Wyoming National Park became a national obsession argumented by the later search for Laundrie in a Florida nature preserve. The FBI concluded that Laundrie strangled Petito with whom he had previous domestic quarrels and violence and that Laundrie fatally shot himself in the Colton Reserve Swamp after returning home alone September 1st. The lawsuit contends that Christopher and Roberta Laundrie concealed that their son had confessed to the murder from investigators and Petito's parents while in the search of Gabby Petito was ongoing. In doing so, Christopher Laundrie and Roberta Laundrie acted with malice or great indifference to the rights of Gabby's parents, Joseph Petito and Nicole. The lawsuit claims, adding that this conduct was shocking, atrocious, and utterly intolerable in a civil community. The lawsuit adds that the Laundries were making arrangements for him, Brian, to leave the country. No evidence was included to back up this claim. The lawsuit seeks damages of at least $30,000. A attorney for the Laundries said in a text message Friday that his clients were fully within their rights not to talk. He also denied the lawsuit's claims in general. See, here we go again. Parents fighting parents because one child, one parent's child killed another parent's child. And listen, I would be furious right now if I was Gabby Petito's parents. I would. I ain't gonna front. I'll, Brian Laundrie's parents are lucky that they're not trying to literally knock on their doorstep every single day. Or trying to at least bang the crap out of that door, bang the crap out of the car, try to get their attention any way that they can. Because remember, your son killed their daughter, and that's coming from police. So they only gonna go by what police are telling them. And listen, dog, it don't look too good whenever your son killed himself. Self-inflicted gunshot wound. He killed himself while there the police are saying that your son killed their daughter. It's not looking good. If you were on the opposite end of that, you'll be doing the exact same thing as them. I believe any parent will be doing exactly what Gabby Petito's parents are doing. I think they would do worse. If I'm going to be truly bluntly honest with you, people, parents will be trying to bust down other parents' door. They'll be trying to fight them because your kid took my child and you knew about it. You didn't say nothing. See, this is why, and my last thing I just said, you as parents... Please look after your kids. 
Take them in after college. See what I'm saying? This is the correlation. Take them in. Because once they're under your thumb or they're under your roof, you have a clear way to know what they're doing. You can keep your eyes on them. All that good jazz. Because this right here should never ever happen. Gabby still should be living. And Brian still should be living. And this whole thing was ridiculous. I remember this thing happening. I talked about how Gabby got a whole lot of coverage and a whole lot of other uh, people of color that were missing at the time and still are missing right now, haven't got any of the news coverage that she was getting. And now with all that being out of the woodwork here, this is rigged. This is this is just me talking as a person, stripping away the color, just me just talking as a guy that wants to build my own family that has a sister that has a brother that has brothers that has a mother and a father if you mean to tell me since i have a sister she grows up years later she has a boyfriend which is bound to happen or whatever the case may be her loved one and her go out on a road trip and she doesn't come back and her lover comes back excuse me what you mean that, that my my sister's lover is back, but not my sister? I'm running up. I'm running up to find out where is my sister and all that good jazz. And come to find out weeks later, you mean to tell me the lover kills himself or herself, whatever the case may be, the lover kills themselves. And you mean to tell me now I'm now I'm gonna be speculating. Now I'm gonna go now I'm gonna go at the my sister's lover's parents' house. Because now you gotta you gotta explain that to me. Do you mean to tell me that you guys didn't know nothing? You guys didn't know nothing, you guys didn't say nothing. This is ridiculous. So I am cool with Gabby Batil's parents doing this. It just makes a lot of sense logically to sue them. Hopefully they get something out of this. Hopefully Brian Laundry's parents will be able to say that, hey, oh yeah, we knew about it. But what you want us to do? That we were protecting our son. Because again, as somebody that stands with family. You have to protect your own, but, but there's a certain price that I believe that there's a certain window where you got to like, give it up. The jig is up. Ayo, sums up with your daughter or sums up with your son. Here's, here's what I know. And that's all I do know. Da, 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 da. Yo, that's what you got to do. If somebody is messing, if your child or your sibling is messing around with somebody else's, uh, person's family member you got to do that it makes sense and it's fair you have to be fair in this instance only thing i say is prayers up to gabby Petito's family her parents because they lost their daughter and right now they're going through this lawsuit of the laundries uh brian laundry's parents and still prayers up to the laundry parents too because they didn't ask for none of this i and i really i say like this they didn't ask for none of this their son did what he did, and they're just the they they gotta pay the repercussions of what he did. So prayers up to them. And I know people might say, How can you say prayers? Prayers up to them, believe me. When something comes knocking at your doorstep or something comes delivered at your doorsteps, and you never ask for this, trust me, you know what it's like whenever that type of stuff comes at you. And anybody that knows what it feels like, they have some type of prayer they have some type of this is a fair for the laundry family. I know I do because this wasn't fair to them, but Hey, you got to come, you got to deal with what comes at you, and this happens to be the price for it. So, uh, prayers up to Petito family and the Laundry family. Now on to something else that's going to become big news in the following days. Uh, CVS, they fire 
several employees and executives after eternal sexual harassment investigation. This comes from CNBC. Uh, it says CVS Health said Friday that it fired several employees, including executives, following an internal investigation into how the company handles sexual harassment complaints. The company also said it will shake up how it handles similar complaints in the future, according to a CVS statement. CVS Health said Friday that it fired several employees, including executives, following an internal investigation into how the company handles sexual harassment complaints. In a statement, the drugstore chain and healthcare company said it received an anonymous report in late 2021 that alleged misconduct by an employee in field management. It said it hired an outside firm to conduct an independent review. After the probe's conclusion, CVS said it terminated the individual and others have since been exited from the company for failing to treat allegations with the seriousness we expect. We absolutely do not tolerate behavior or actions that are harassing, hostile, abusive, or discriminatory, the company said in a statement. A company spokesman confirmed that CEO Karen Lynch learned about complaints made by at least two female employees who alleged that a New Jersey-based regional store manager touched them inappropriately or harassed them at work. CVS said in its statement that it has stepped up how it handles internal reports and investigations. It said it is creating an Office of Workplace Assistance, which will be overseen by Lynch. Congratulations for CVS for getting the job done, get certain uh, nasty individuals out of here. And again, this is still coming after the whole Me Too movement thing. And I know people don't like the Me Too. Well, you should like the Me Too movement thing because certain nasty individuals got out of here, for one. And two, this put a big spotlight in making people really, like, really look into, hey, you know, somebody's being sexual harassed. Even though for a long period of time, a lot of women were getting sexual harassed by people. They were doing nothing about it. But I think now with people having the whole Me Too movement at the forefront of their head, I believe that people are looking more into sexual harassment claims, especially if they get reported now. Hopefully they are. That's just my belief because me, if something is brought to my forefront of my head, I got to at least look into it. At least that's for me. And I would believe if you are a big national chain like CVS is, I would think that should be at the national forefront for you because you have female employees, you have men employees, you have a whole lot of, every time I go to a CVS, there's always a lot of female employees, only like one dude there. So you would think that with all your female employees there, you at least should have that in front of your mind if somebody's going to be a nasty person. Even if it's that only that one guy there, Trust me, that one guy can hold a lot of power in some way and somehow, whether it could be his, uh, him being physically just like literally intimidating in appearance, or he could be a manager and he controls what's going down in that situation. He controls the hours, who controls who comes in, who controls who will get on the shift. You get the drift of what I'm getting at here. I just am glad that CVS is now taking like full advantage of this and using this as AO. We're getting people out of here. We got the report we're getting people out of here that's just my whole point i'm glad to see people getting out of there it's up for y'all again it's up you guys can't be being nasty out here again this ain't what 1980s 1970s you can't be nasty out here and think nothing's gonna happen to you there's cameras around here which i'm still shocked to this day that there's cameras around here there are more 
tech stuff that is literally in every office space. There are cameras, there's microphones, there's everything around, and you're still being a nasty, sick individual, and you think that you can get away with it. And certain individuals do, which, again, still shocks me. But you're doing something nasty, and you're thinking that it's okay. It's not okay, it's never okay, but you think that you're going to get away with it. Now, in this day and age, I don't see how you think that. I don't. Me, personally, I don't. Because it's hot. The block is hot. It ain't 1980s. It ain't 1970s where, yeah, probably like one person probably had like a little camera or something. But, dog, those cameras were grainy in certain instances. When people try to look back at it now, the camera shots, the camera footage are grainy. You only can get like a, like a, probably even like a buffer of who the face probably might be. Like, dog, now it is all in 4K HD. I mean, just crystal clear. Dog, I saw you smack her on the butt. What are you doing? See, that's what I'm saying. I'm glad CVS is taking advantage of this. I'm glad they're getting people out of here. People, don't be stupid. Don't be nasty. Don't sexual harass anybody at a job. Please, for the love of God, it's disgusting. Don't do that. Don't. And again, I don't like mixing up business with pleasure anyway. So again, don't uh, try to date somebody in the workplace too because that always gets things mixy. It always does. It never ever comes out like crystal clean breakaway either. So the takeaway of this is don't be nasty. Don't be a creep. For the love of God, it's 2022 now. The block is hot. Don't be an idiot. Don't. Just don't. And speaking of, ooh, I'm not, I'm, it's still, you know what I'm going to say? It. Speaking of somebody that was not the brightest when you think about it, armchair quarterback in it now, Jesse Smollett, my guy, CNN has reported, and this is where it's coming from, CNN has stated that Jesse Smollett was sentenced to 150 days in jail for lying to to the police and hate crime hoax. Uh, go down. Jesse Smollett was sentenced Thursday to 30 months of federal probation, including 150 days in jail, in order to pay restitution of more than $120,000 and a $25,000 fine for making false reports to police that he was a victim of a hate crime in January 2019. After the judge announced his sentence, Smollett lowers his face mask and said he was innocent, Your Honor. I respect you and I respect the jury, but I did not do this. The actor told the judge before turning to the court, and I am not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself, and you must all know that. See, right there. I don't understand how... Okay, let me break this down for you guys right here. We know what happened with Justice Smollett. We know what happened, the whole situation he got beat up so alleged beat up uh yo racist homophobic slurs out on poor bleach rap noose around his neck yada 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 back in january 2019 funny thing is january 2019 was whenever i was starting my uh whenever i started uh college anyway it was just weird to me how all that coincided because that was the first time i took a women and gender study class and that popped up on everybody's phone and we were and they were just like oh my god have you heard and i was like no nah. and then they were all feeling sympathy. And I just looked at it. I was like, wow, that was wild. Somebody beat up him and did that. That's wild to me. Anyway, now going on years later, we find out and we started to think about it, saying that it's a hoax, you know, the deal. Uh, You know, I don't see how he can get 150 days and like mad, like mad time on probation. 30 months of federal probation. My G, that is two years and six months. A probation and he's spending 150 days in jail that is what five months in jail that's almost half of a year 
he probably get out on good behavior. Let's be honest, because he ain't gonna do nothing in jail. I don't see Jesse beating up on nobody or nobody trying to really. Well, I'm not gonna say nobody trying to get at Jesse. That's a lie. I don't see Jesse trying to get at nobody in there. So I think he's gonna get out on good behavior. To be honest with you, but how can he go to jail? How can Jesse Smollett go to jail for this when they were found no? body they try to look for all these guys and everybody else yada 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 all they found was the guys that uh allegedly came up with the plan with him his two like trainers and one of them was allegedly like one of his uh they had a sexual relationship with even though that guy denies it justice Millet doesn't deny it anyway he said she he said he said in this situation um yeah it's just nuts he goes to jail for this, right? And fair play. You you make a stupid story up, you end up getting what you wanted. You end up going to a prison. You end up getting the type of uh look that you wanted. You get to end up getting the type of showcase, the fame, the all the spotlight all on you. All on you, all right? Come to find out it's not true. Okay, cool. How can he go to jail? People might say he deserves to go to jail. I was one of them. They say, you know what? If he goes to jail, he goes to jail. He deserves to go to jail because you wasted people's time, one. And then two, you made a false report and all this type of stuff. Okay. I thought about it. And I thought about the lady that uh, made the false report, what, in 2020? The Central Park Karen. The white lady that called the uh, police officer police on a black dude who was basically bird watching. You know the whole incident in New York City. Um... What ended up happening was she ended up getting the yeah, video went viral. She lost she lost her job, one. And the two, she got slapped with making a false police report. And she was charged with that. But here's the kicker here. And I think I reported this what last year too, because I thought about it. And I wonder what happened. Anyway, she ended up uh having that case get dropped because she completed five therapy sessions you mean to tell me in the climate that we were in in 2020 and this is before george floyd got killed but boy god after george floyd got killed everything just went up more so she lucky let me just make this personally clear she's lucky she didn't do that after george floyd got the whole george floyd incident she did this around like january or something that's whenever this thing like came to like a big like situation in early january with her but she's lucky she didn't do that then. But here's my deal with it, though. If she didn't go to jail for making a false report, literally a false report. No, this was May 2020. Oh, so George Floyd, hold on, hold on, hold up. That was in May that she did that. So when did George Floyd's situation happen? Hold on, wait a minute. Right around. Oh, my God. The exact same day. George Floyd didn't hurt. George Floyd died. This is breaking to me, for the love of God. This is, as I'm doing it now, real time. George Floyd died on the exact same day that that woman made that false report on the black man. Literally, the exact same day. So, all right, now I got to make me revamp here. How do we allow this to happen? She's not going to jail. She completed five therapy sessions, and she's free, to, free and clear to go. When, at that time... Black men were still getting killed, and it was at the height of everything at that specific moment, literally that specific moment right there. How did she not go to jail? Well, she's white, and she did five therapy sessions, Gerald. That's how she didn't go to jail. Okay, cool. 
Jesse Smollett, he made a false report. 2020, 2019. And he's going to jail for 150 days. Make it make sense to me. The only thing I see different out of all this thing is literally one's a black man, one's a white woman. That's the only thing different. Both of them made false allegations. Legitimately, both of them made false allegations. Make it make sense to me. I'm glad that he did yell, I'm <laughs> I'm not suicidal. Because again, when everything's been going around, with people dying mysteriously in the jail, Jeffrey Epstein, there was a black woman that died. I can't remember her name. Hold on one second. I'm back. The woman's name was Sandra Bland. And here's my thing with it. How, how are we allowing this to go down? I'm glad that he, first of all, I was going back to it. I'm glad that he said that he's not suicidal. I'm glad that he said he's not suicidal. Because again, Jeffrey Epstein, Sandra Bland situation. I'm glad for that. I am glad that he is still pronouncing his innocence, even though we all kind of have our little, eh. Hey, he's going to live with it. He's going to die with it. He's taking that to his grave. Cool, fine with Danny. We all take certain things to our grave, even though certain people are going to say, man, you nuts for that, but it is what it is. But how are we allowing him to go to jail, but that uh, woman not? Amy Cooper, that was her name. Amy Cooper. How are we allowing Amy Cooper not to go to jail? And Jesse Smollett's going to jail for this. They both made false reports. One just happened to be, what, in the media light, while the other one was a regular civilian? I think both crimes are horrendous, personally. I think both crimes are horrendous. And if we really want to break it down and be honest with each other, I think one crime is nastier than another. And I know which one you think I'm going to say it is. And you're right. The Amy Cooper one's nasty because, again, black men get killed all the time. And it was nothing for her to call up a police officer to make a report saying that that black man was threatening her. And that was further from the truth. It was a lie. But we let her off with five <laughs> therapy sessions that she had to go through. And we're not letting Jesse Smollett go. I just want y'all to have this talk within yourself and in your inner circles here. I think that everything should be fair is fair. You make a false report, I believe it should be laid out equally. You make a false report, you make a false rape report, you make a false any type of report. You got to face some time for that. Because you are taken away from people actually being in actual danger. Why would you make false reports? It never makes sense to me. So, I believe fair is fair. If Jesse goes to jail, they should make Amy go to jail. If Amy didn't go to jail, guess what? Jesse Smollett shouldn't go to jail. He should be just going to some therapy sessions and call it is what it is. Sure, have him pay back restitution to the police officers if that's what you want to do. Fine. But he shouldn't be going to no jail time. That shouldn't happen. But again, that's just my opinion on the situation. And speaking of somebody that should be going to jail... This is coming from Oxygen.com. It is a report. Former detective accused of raping 14-year-old avoids jail time and sex offender registry. You heard it right. He's avoiding jail time and he doesn't have to go off as a sex offender. As it reads, a former sheriff's deputy in Tennessee who was accused of raping a 14-year-old girl over a period of nearly two years will avoid jail time after pleading guilty to a lesser charge. Brian Beck, 47, was sentenced to three years of probation after pleading guilty to a charge of aggravated assault, according to Memphis Fox 13. Beck, 
who had worked on the force with the Shelby County Sheriff's Office since 2004, was initially charged with two counts of rape by force or coercion and two counts of sexual battery by an authority figure back in 2018. Beck was accused of raping the unnamed teenager over a 20-month span beginning in 2016 when he was 14 at, not 14, when he was 43 at the time. So, before I go any more into it, so, let's just do the math here. She was 12 at the time. Or she was about, she was 11, about to be turned 12. Either way, dude, that is disgusting. So, he was 43 at the time. She was, what, 11 or 12? 11 going into 12? Dog, come on. What? Dude, if you even do the math here, that is legitimately a 30 to 31 year gap between them two. That's disgusting. According to court documents obtained by law and crime, the judge in the case suspended a four year prison term in favor of probation. The state ordered Beck to have no contact with the victim or her family, be subject to random drug screenings, and serve 150 hours of community service if Beck violates. His probation, he faces the original sentence. Beck also isn't required to be part of the sex offender registry. Considering all the facts, evidence, and circumstances, as well as all possible defenses that could be raised in the trial, this settlement was made in the best interest of obtaining justice for the victim, a spokesperson with the Shelby County District Attorney's Office told Oxygen.com over email. The defendant will have a felony on his record and can no longer carry a gun or be in law enforcement. Beck was relieved from his duties without pay following a grand jury indictment in 2018. Dog, I don't care. I don't give to flying fudge. How can he, how can he dodge this? By the way, here's, listen to this though. For the original charges, Beck faced 30 years in prison for each of the two counts, two rape charges and 15 years for each sexual battery charge per Tennessee law for a total of for a total of 90 years behind bars. The legal age of consent in the state is 18 years. So he could have faced 90 years in jail, but we said not nah, to hell with that. We just going to have him do 150 hours of community service and he doesn't even get to go on the sex offender registry camp. How does that work? This doesn't this doesn't seem fair. Do you not know how many people are on the sex offender registry camp and they are not they aren't even sex offenders? Certain people might have took a piss out of park, which again, bad judgment. But just somebody's parents see them pissing at a child's park might say, Oh my god, he tried to do something. So now that guy has to go to jail, go to court, go on a sex offenders list for just having his penis out and pissing out of at a park. Again, bad. Bad, horrible judgment. But again, he's not like that person was having sex with a child. This person had sex with a child. Legitimately. And the man was 43 at the time. The female was 12, 11, about to turn 12, or already 12. She's 14 now. How on God's green do we say, you know what? Nah, we're not going to give him uh, any time. We're not going to do that. We're just going to uh, have him do 150 hours. And he can never be in, he can never ever be a police officer again. What? Huh? Make it make sense to me. Oh, yeah, by the way, if you haven't figured it out yet, 
This is a white guy that got off with this. Ta-da! This still doesn't make sense to me. White, black, Asian, Mexican, Hispanic, Oriental. Damn it, it doesn't matter. Now, that was the first cuss word, ma, by the way. Count it. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. How are you allowing this guy to be here, literally, and not face any jail time? That is nastiness. That is complete nastiness. We have Harvey Weinstein, a guy that's in jail for doing nastiness, and this guy right here is not in jail for being a nasty, sick person. Make it make sense to me. Harvey Weinstein did nasty things. Yes, this guy did extremely nasty things. How are we not... How does that match up? How is it not correlating? It doesn't make sense to me. Somebody make it make sense. Please. Again, this is why you got to keep a, keep a lock up with your kids. Because, <laughs> boy, oh, boy, you don't know who your uh, child is texting. You don't know who your child is messaging. You don't know what's going down. Sometimes, you know, it makes me think I need to put a tracker on my uh, people just to make sure that they're good and where they're at, where they need to be at. Because this right here, this is, makes it really unsettling for me. And uh, I don't know what to say for you or anybody else. This is disgusting. And I know everybody that's listening to this right now. And even if you read it, you're going to say, this is disgusting. And how? The how? Only thing I can think of is this guy had people on the force. They you know that judge. They say they could throw it out. I don't know. This is all just me speculating. So don't take what I'm saying for that part. As the gospel. Only thing I know is that's disgusting. Now, to get off of that topic, let me talk to you guys about something else. This comes from NBC Chicago. As it states, thieves steal nearly $1 million worth of luxury cars from Evanston dealership during overnight spree. As it reads, a brazen overnight robbery at a high-end car dealership in suburban Evanston was caught on camera with thieves getting away with nearly $1 million worth of vehicles. The theft occurred between 2 a.m. and 8 a.m. Monday morning at the Auto Barn Collection located, on, located in the 1900 block of Greenwood Street. Police say that at least 14 vehicles, including multiple Mercedes, multiple Audis, and at least two Porsches were stolen during the theft. The suspects broke a window with a crowbar and disabled a security system before setting to work on stealing the vehicles. Over the course of five hours, they made three separate trips. Dealership partner Sam Mustafa said it was shocking. Mustafa said that the suspects were able to break into the car key lockbox into the, inside the dealership and nearly cleared out the entire showroom. It doesn't feel like these criminals are scared to be caught or prosecuted, which is a little scary for us, he said. It's terrifying to think that they were just in here shopping. Everson police say that the suspects seem to be relaxed as though they moved through the dealership, but say that while they didn't have any leads in the case, they do feel confident that the unique nature of the steel stolen vehicles could lead to the suspects. Man, get out of here. Listen here. I'm going to say it right now. Oh, yeah, by the way, before I get into my opinion, they do say right here, now most of us says that even with assurance, the dealership will be still on the hook for over $100,000 because of the theft. Okay, cool, whatever. Listen, Mustafa, I'm just going to be blunt with you. It was somebody that works in your dealership that knew how to get this stuff done. I'm just going to be blunt with you. No rando with a rando set of crew is going to walk up in there and just start doing what they just did. 
stealing and get away with with 14 vehicles. Just to be blunt, and it says at least 14 vehicles. So that's the least. So you're probably going to think it's supposed to be probably more. But I'm going with 14 here. It was somebody inside your own dealership that knew how to move around, do this, and do all that. And that's it. Because let me let me tell you something. If you have watched any type of takeover, any type of hostage situation, any type of person that's going to just rob somebody, if it's people that don't know what they're doing, they're usually all frantic, moving around, and everything else. The footage that I saw, how they drove out of that mug with those cars, they drove out in a straight-up line. They drove out in uniform, car after car after car after car. They knew how to move, how to move precisely with it. Listen, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to this, but for me, I'm saying it right now, this is just my speculation, so take it with a grain of salt for what you will, but you probably want to look at who works there. Who works there and look at somebody's background. Who do they know? What's their family like? And, Gerald, you might be saying, Gerald, that's kind of stereotyping. No, I'm not. I'm just saying you need to look at who works there and just look at the background because it doesn't make sense at all that just random people are just going to walk up in there, bash up your store, grab these cars and just drive out like that. Nah, you said there's were multiple trips. Now get out of here, fam. They made three separate trips. No, if this was just a ragtag group, this would just be a one trip done and deal. No, these were people that knew what they were doing. They knew what they wanted and they made separate trips to come back here. That doesn't happen. I never heard of people making multiple trips and they don't know what they're doing. No, that's called somebody being organized. That's called somebody having a plan. That's what that's called. After watching so many movies, watching so many television shows, you do know some of these TVs and movies, they do come from real life experiences, right? They do have people on these sets to be like, you know what? I could show how this thing works. That's how some of these movies and television things work. They have somebody that actually did the crime before, and they don't ever really credit them because you wonder why they ain't trying to go back to jail and they ain't trying to be up on the big screen, but they probably have a consultation on the screens, well, that do movies and television, that shows you and tells you, okay, this is what we do, this is how we would coordinate, blah, blah, blah. For this, right here, this is somebody that worked inside your uh, dealership. Period and simple. I hope you do find your cars. I mean, if you don't, I mean, I can't, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, try to find some solace in it. Hopefully they needed it more than you do. I mean, you're a car dealership. You have to sell cars and all this type of stuff. But I believe you have some money in the stash to do to, to get out of that jam. I think you do. But I don't think nobody wants to use that money that they have in the stash for that. But, hey. It is what it is, bro. You got nabbed up, and your cars are gone and out of here. If you happen to find them, hey, good for you and good for whoever found them. But I don't think you're going to get them like that. I don't, but we shall see. Hopefully, you might, but I don't see it happening. And here's the last thing I want to talk to everybody here. Uh, this comes from Daily Dot. As the title reads, never quit a job until you have signed a paper contract. TikToker says job retracted offer after he quit job of eight years to work there. 
as it goes on, a former Verizon employee went viral after quitting his job of eight years for a new company only for his offer to be rescinded. User McGee, M-I-G-I, shared his situation on TikTok two days ago, and the video amassed more than 117,000 views. Leaving my job of eight years for a job that hired me and then retracted the offer after I'm jobless. The overlay text in TikTok reads, according to a comment from McGee, the company's reason for retracting the offer was that they were fully staffed. While many viewers offered encouraging encouragement in the comments, others debated whether the TikTok here was at fault for ending up jobless. Some questioned whether any contract was signed to which the TikTok replied that he hadn't. Hmm, sketchy. Why would you quit before starting a new job? A viewer wrote, ah, yo, I'm not going to go there. Listen, somebody might have got so hyped up and say, yo, this is a great job opportunity. Da, 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 da. They're going to hire me, all this type of stuff. Listen, he thought with his heart first because after being at a job for eight years, he was probably tired of it. He probably was Frankenstein and probably like, oh, I got to go into this job every day. Oh, why do I got to deal with these cool people every day? Uh, I don't want to sell phones. Uh, whatever the case may be. Verizon sells phones. Uh, they do internet now, I believe. But either who. Listen, he was tired of being there. You were going to have a job for eight years and it's not anything fresh enough for you. You're going to feel like you're being stagnant. You're not moving up. You're not doing nothing. You're going to feel like you're just wasting your time. So when a new job offers this guy something, he just jumped at it quickly. He jumped at it. He didn't think no more of it. And this is where he's at. He happened to lose his job. Well, he didn't lose his job. He quit the job and he doesn't have that job because they retracted it and said, well, we're fully staffed. That is a dickhead move. I'm not going to try to lie to you. Don't ever offer somebody a job and then retract it because that gives people, you know what? I'm not going to front with you. This guy got jacked bad. He got jacked. I'm not going to front with you because you guys did it. Oh, you got to be quicker than that. An all-state situation. You dangled a fish above his head or you dangled keys or whatever. You dangled a new job position in his case and you just quickly pulled it away from him. After he was already straight. That's not cool, bro. That's not cool at all. You got to give him something. You got to give him something. You got to. It's only morals. It's fair. And see, that's where things lie at. The world isn't always fair. The world is cruel. The world is nasty. The world is not fair to you. The world is only fair to who it wants to be fair to. And I want people to understand that. Please be fair to each other. Please be fair. If somebody's a dick to you, then you can be a dick to them back. Or you can pick the high road and not be a dick to them. And you know what? That person might come back to you tomorrow and say, hey, man, I was sorry for being this and that. I just had a bad day. I took it out on you. There's multiple ways you can go at it when somebody's a nasty person to you. But don't ever be the aggressor or don't ever be nasty to somebody if they have no reason to be nasty to you or they did nothing to you to be nasty. And then to this man's case, he lost a job opportunity after he already had one of eight years with Verizon and bloop, took it away. I I, I don't know what to uh, say for this. Only thing I can say is this, yo, if somebody tries to give you a new job, look at the contract, sign it up first, and then you give up your notice or whatever you can do. I've never been in this situation. Again, 
I had never been in this thing. Now, with this person's uh, experience, I will be learning from that. And I hope that everybody else learned from it, too. To look at it, write your name in the contract, or say, hey, yo, I got the position. Where's the paperwork at? So I can write my name on it. Da -da -da -da, to make sure you have paperwork already signed away before you quit your job that you already have to start the new job that you're going into. Again, I never experienced it, but I did learn from this guy's mistake. And I am wishing him uh, nothing but the best. I hope that uh, his former job does take him back, hopefully. I don't think he'll be starting at the exact spot where he left at. I think he'll be starting at a new uh, employee position. But who knows? I, 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 don't, I don't know what to tell you at all. I could just say this, that, yo, uh, this, I, feel, I feel bad for him. I do. Because he got ganked, he got ripped off, and it just, it's not fair. It's not fair to him. But, hey, uh, hopefully somebody saw this. Hopefully a company saw this and got, reached out to him and uh, gave him a job opportunity or something. Because, dude, again, he got, he got ripped off, bruv. He got ripped off hard, and it's not cool. That's the only thing I can say for that. So, uh, prayers up to this uh, TikToker. I hope that he uh, finds a job. And I hope there's uh, people can... With the way that things go viral, he should be able to find a job. Hopefully, with a business CNSA, say, you know, he got messed up. We can we can do something for him. So, again, prayers up to this uh, TikToker user, McGee. I hope you find a job, and I hope companies are looking at this video and uh, give you a job. Anyway, with that being said, let me give, give you guys my social media uh, links so I can get you guys out of here. Uh, on Twitter, you can find me at, at My2Podcast. Instagram, My2CentsPodcastG2. And my email. My email is My2CentsPod at Yahoo.com. M-Y-2-C-E-N-T-S-P-O-D at Yahoo.com. You can email me if I missed something, if I didn't get something right, or I lacked something that you think I should have covered more extensively. You can email me there. Or if you want to talk to me about something just personal, because again, people are going through a lot of things. It's still emotional support that people need out here, and mental health is still a big thing. Not a lot of people like to talk about it unless somebody dies, and then we all get on this whole mental health kick. Listen, my email is open to anybody that wants to email me. Please email me. I don't want you to transition out of here. Uh, prematurely please email me if you feel that you need somebody to talk to i am here i want to thank apple podcast google podcast podbeam audible uh amazon music and these are the, like the big five podcast uh stations that allow me to do what i do allow me to say what i say without no uh, repercussions towards me i am glad they or allow me to do this i'm glad they allow me to still be here and i'm glad that they haven't took my uh, episodes down again We've seen from previous podcasters that some of their episodes have been stripped away from them because they've said some controversial things. I'm glad nobody has uh, said anything said that I'm controversial because I don't believe I'm controversial. I just think I just like to say my own opinions and try to at least keep it fair and balanced that uh, I don't try to offend anybody. And if I do, I'm sorry I never mean to offend you. That's always been the deal for me. Uh, with that being said, always remember. I love you. I do love you all. I hope you guys have a great Sunday. I hope you guys have a great week. Uh, let's start the week off right. Say a prayer. Say a prayer for your neighbor. Say a prayer for your family, your friends, 
everybody out here on the world because you don't know who's going through things people in the ukraine are going through things people in the jail cells are going through things people are fighting demons every single day so please just say a prayer for them and please do not be a dick this has been my two cents podcast presented by g2 he is i and i am him this isn't goodbye this is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again and with that all being said kanye can you please take these people home i'm tired you tired Uh jesus wept